Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our 31st episode, and today we'll be discussing the state's role in pushing transgenderism, and Ukraine will go broke without us. So we're going to get right into the first topic. This is going to be um, a pretty long topic, and then we'll go into uh, Ukraine. We're going to talk about transgenderism and the state's role in pushing it onto the population. Now, uh, I'm writing a book about this, if you've been following me, a very technical uh, takedown of gender ideology. So I've been in the weeds of this. I've been following this topic um, very closely and intimately involved with it. And when you get uh, that deep into weeds um, with it, you realize just how uh, much these legacy institutions, that being the state, um, big corporations, the big um, media institutions and cultural institutions like Hollywood and traditional television are pushing gender ideology onto the population. But we're going to focus on the state's role specifically in doing that. And we're going to mention the first article. This is a bit of an old one, but it illustrates my point quite well. The headline is, no free lunch. Biden admin will pull meal funding for schools that don't comply with its LGBT agenda. And the main um, thing I want to read here is that the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Nutrition Service announced in May, May of 22, it will prevent low-income students from participating in its national school lunch program if the schools, their public schools, do not adopt the administration's interpretation of Title IX, which includes gender identity um, as um, discrimination that you can't do. So if you identify as a woman, then that has to be respected, even if you were born male, vice versa, whatever else you feel like uh, this day, whatever whatever uh, new things going on, that's besides the point. So anyway, this is saying you have to capitulate with whatever the alphabet mafia says or else uh, the lower income kids don't get to eat. So when you are uh, when you have this centralized education system through the Department of Education and they do funding like this, they can use it like a cudgel if you have people who are politically biased uh, doing so. And this administration definitely is politic uh, very much so biased. If you look at the movie Lady Ballers just came out, which I reviewed, one of the stars apparently got arrested by, um, by the FBI just as the movie comes out. I mean, that can't be a coincidence i'm just saying so the state has come um, the monopoly on forced violence and ultimate decision making and they're using that to push transgenderism onto the population and it's very evident with this article the fact that i think with obamacare um insurance companies were basically forced to cover um uh, gender affirming care these these surgeries and treatments that transgender people is something that had to be covered by the insurance agency so that made the financial incentive basically a forced thing as well and that's the state forcing that as well so with regulations with the uh, control of the financial system and the education system there is um, a lot of decision making they're using the decision making to say hey we're going to make decisions that are going to um, make the environment uh, more opening to people accepting gender ideology and people thinking that this is legitimate if, oh, well, insurances cover your gender reassignment surgery, so it's very legitimate to get uh, your penis turned into a vagina or to get your healthy breasts cut off or to get uh, or to inject yourself with uh, cross-sex hormones because it has to be paid for by insurance, so it must be a legitimate medical treatment, right? And that's why the state is, well, that's that's the state is doing these sorts of things, and that legitimizes it, and that's why you see um, gender activists 
uh, want the state to be uh, in existence so bad. That's why so many people want the state to exist so bad because they want to use its power to legitimize their insanity. Uh, that's the basic thing. And we're going to move on to the second article. And this, this is a more recent one. Uh, this was just yesterday from a CNN. Uh, it'll be, it will be linked. The archive of the, this article will be linked in the subsack below. The headline is Why Montana's Two Spirit People Are Challenging a State Law That Defines Sex as Binary. So Montana passed uh, Senate Bill 458. I think this was a while ago. But anyway, Senate Bill 458 passes in Montana. Defines male and female based on the presence of XY or XX chromosomes as well as reproductive systems. So uh, if you have a penis, you're a man. You have a woman, you're a vagina. Very bigoted of Montana to pass this. So uh, a bunch of people got together um, saying that, you know, this is a bad thing. This is discriminatory. The uh, two-spirit people are very much a real thing, and they're going to be very deeply affected by this law, so it just has to go away. And this is, again, you see the state um, using the legal system to say, hey, we're being um, oppressed by this, we're going to challenge it. So this is definitely a bit of a push or pull. This is one of the rare cases where you have, well, not rare, it's more and more common you see these red states banning gender um, basically banning child mutilation with these, um, or gender-affirming care for minors, as they like to put it, but really it's um, destroying a, a healthy child's body in the name of uh, protecting trans youth. Uh, uh, utterly ridiculous, but there are laws in some red states that have been passed and or proposed. I think Florida had one. I think Tennessee uh, had one, if I am not, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, anyway, and you have Montana passing this bill saying, hey, men are men, women are women. And, of course, that gets everyone in a tissue. But the fact that this legal system exists and it can be challenged like this and people have to capitulate to whatever decision is made uh, is part of how the state is pushing this onto the population. I wouldn't be surprised if something like Senate Bill 458 was planted by the Union Party to create this um, ability for these, you know, these people, um, these, this, this two-spirit community uh, of, uh, of natives to go and say, hey, we're being discriminated against to further legitimize that and also bring the, you know, the racial and the indigenous aspect into defending gender ideology. It's the whole um, progressive stack, right? Race is very much, very high on the progressive stack. So if you can make something about race, then it becomes even, you get even more points in the oppression Olympics and add on to the trans stuff as well. Uh, is a, it's a very good um, formula to getting lots of sympathy from uh, the half of the country that um, meaningfully gives a shit about this. So that's the basic thing there. And I did believe I touched on um the FBI arresting uh, stars of Lady Ballers just as the movie premieres as well. That if if I didn't, I'll touch on that. I don't know the star's name. I just saw the um, video from recording when I saw basically that headline right of that happening. So I don't know all the details of it, but something like that happening is just to state again using its monopoly on force to basically take out uh, someone who's against gender ideology, someone who is pushing back against it in a meaningful cultural way to try and um, 
push um, fear and intimidation onto uh, people saying, hey, if you do something like this, then you could be uh, having the FBI knocking on your door, right? So you want they want people to be scared of them and want people to go along with it. That's why, uh, you know, you call it the alphabet mafia, right? When you have uh, stuff like this, when you've got the state and all these corporations backing you and you've got um, mobs of uh, angry Twitter warriors that'll cancel you if you say um, someone's pronouns wrong or... Hell, if you call someone Bud that uh, identifies as female, then uh, everyone gets up in arms as uh, well on uh, on Twitter. That's uh, that's what got Jimmy Fallon in a bit of trouble there. So very sensitive people will throw you off the bridge as soon as they perceive you as not um, jiggling and gyrating to every single word that they say. And that's why... I definitely feel the need to uh, write this book with just how uh, insane what um, what they're proposing to do to the uh, human body, what, what transition does to your body, and saying this is uh, normal, good, life-saving. I definitely do not think it is. I've got good reasons for thinking so, and that's why you know I'm writing the book to compile that information and give it all to you lovely, lovely people out there. But we are going to move into the next topic and that is Ukraine. So a lot of y'all might have forgotten about Ukraine. We moved on to the next proxy war that's in the Israel-Hamas war. That's our next proxy war. That's the more popular one. But the one in Ukraine is still going on. But Ukraine is apparently going to run out of money at the end of the year. So they obviously need more money. So this whole uh, situation, these proxy wars, these forever wars, whatever you want to call them, uh, this uh, warring of the empires is completely unsustainable from the front lines that is happening. So Ukraine would not be able to do what it's uh, doing without um, American support, without NATO support. And what's going on with, uh, you know, Israel Hamas wouldn't be able to ha- um, go on without funding from Israel and funding from um, all the other people who are funding Hamas, I'm sure it's not just, um, you know, it's not like Hamas just has all this stuff um, lying around. And if they did, it's because uh, we left it there in Afghanistan, right? So, so again, this is all being very much external, brought to these front lines and funded there. But you, Ukraine is not a rich, prosperous nation. It should be. But there's a lot of factors um, to it. There's a lot of factors in play going against it with, um, you know, Russia go impeding on them and them not being able to be part of NATO because that would anger Russia because they're so close and all, all these sorts of uh, things that have economically depressed them for years and years. So they need um, external support if they want to have a war against Russia like this, and also a lot of this is just straight up money laundering, and that's why <laughs> that's that's why they want it, the money to keep coming in because you're you're stealing from poor Americans to make the uh, Ukrainian the rich Ukrainians even richer. So if you think that the money we're sending to Ukraine is going to help out the average Ukrainian citizen, then I'm sorry, you're on one. But that's why uh, Zelensky and his uh, ilk are so desperate for that American dollars because they're using it to do whatever the hell they want with it. And I guess some of it might go to their war effort, but very little does. And that's why uh, you shouldn't 
we shouldn't be giving money to Ukraine, really shouldn't be giving money to Israel, we shouldn't have this American empire that requires billions and billions in foreign aid to even sustain, and all these proxy wars as well that just makes everyone even angrier at us and just um, leads to um, bodies um, piling up on the floor um, or ground, whatever you want to say. However you want to say it, it's just death and destruction when you try and uh, empire build to this degree. And I think if we stopped that and we uh, drew our lines in the sand far away from each other, then I think we'd be in a much better place. So uh, my co-host of Hump Day Pope Redox, a very strict American isolationist, and I, I definitely see that perspective as well. And I, I'm definitely very much on board with getting out of Ukraine, getting out of Israel, getting out of everywhere, not just uh, boots on the ground, even though we're not really that much boots on the ground, but just financially. That's the most important thing. Stop giving them money and resources. Um, when, um, we, we can't feed people um, in our streets, right? When we've got migrant crisis borders and all the polarization, all these problems in this country that we have to solve. We're trying to solve other people's countries. We're trying to be the world police when we can barely um, run our own police force effectively, right? So that that's uh, the whole thing there. But Ukraine would be screwed without us. And uh, I would say the American politicians would be screwed if they didn't have Ukraine and Israel and all the other um, bullshit issues they could point to as to um, what to be concerned about rather than their um, complete failings as um, leaders. But with that, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you enjoyed this one. And we're going into the outro now thank you for being in the velvet room with joker the fool be sure to follow my substack velvetroompublishing.substack.com to read machine to man and all my other projects